Yeah, hi, so lovely to see so many of you I recognize, some of you I've already had fellowship with today. Um, it's just how we roll. I'm Sharon, I am abstinent today from compulsive eating and food addiction, which is an absolute miracle. And uh, I know I'm abstinent because like all of you, I plan three weighed and measured meals a day that I write down. I commit to my loving sponsor, I don't eat in between my meals, no matter what. And my abstinence is my only priority. I prepare for it. I protect it with everything. I pray for it. And um, and uh, and I've been willing to do this a day at a time, a meal at a time, since the 25th of March, 2006. So on the 25th of December, I celebrated 16 years and nine months. So which is uh, every day I weigh and measure my food. Each day I engage with the food and I put my food on the scale is just the most premium self-care that I, I have ever seen a human being do is what we get taught to do here. It's my spiritual practice. Before Grey Sheets, I couldn't work out how much to have I was constantly ashamed of having too much. I would, um, I was in constant state of self-loathing and disappointment and despair and self-obsession and wishing and hating and resenting. And, oh, you get the picture. I mean, that was my entire existence um, revolved around trying to control my food and trying to control how my body looked. And it didn't matter what I did. I always ended up overeating. And uh, towards the end of my, I call it my rock bottom, because I, oh, I bounced along the bottom for a long time, trying to work out, define my own abstinence, which of course, one fellowship encouraged me to, and they called it dignity of choice. And I struggled. I just struggled. I've been trying to define my own abstinence all my life and nothing worked. I don't know if any of you identify, but I was a champion dieter. You give me a diet, I'd follow it to the absolute T. Um, I would get a nanosecond of what I, what I thought was a good result, but of course, nothing was ever enough. Nothing was ever good enough. And the moment I got a result, I'd have to go out and celebrate. I'd have to do that thing after white knuckling it, which of course is what would, I would do when I was restricting or when I was controlling. I was, I was, I was, again, I was completely obsessed. I couldn't think of anything else. And as soon as I thought I reached a place of I'd controlled for long enough or restricted for long enough, then it was time for a reward. And, it, and the reward would start out as just a little bit of that washed down by a little bit of that because wasn't I good and hadn't I worked so hard? And what I didn't realize until I came to Grey Sheeters Anonymous, that it didn't matter what, how little the bit of sugar grains or starch I put into my bloodstream it was it it wasn't about the quantity it was what my body did when I ingested those substances sugar grains or starch metabolize into alcohol in my body and cause huge inflammation they also set up a, a physical craving which renders me incapable of managing the quantities I eat or drink 
So I don't, if any of you, one side opened a packet and had just one little one of those things we don't eat or a box or whatever, I'd have to, I'd, in no time I'd find that, I'd have to finish it. And then I'd have to go and get more and then I'd have to go and get more. And as I said, I lived in constant obsession. I thought of nothing else. I was, I was so ashamed and I felt so separate from. What a tragedy. What a tragedy for a young woman to be consumed by. And I had no idea that I was in the grip of an illness that I had no control over. I had no idea that I was critically allergic to sugar grains and starch. I had no idea that the illness I was suffering from, that I was suffering with an illness and that it was progressive because no amount of exercise, no amount of restricting, no amount of whatever ever worked. I could never sustain it. My injuries, I was an exercise bulimic and a laxative bulimic. And I, no matter how much exercise I did, I would inevitably injure myself, which then meant that I couldn't exercise. And so I would be back in the food. Oh, it was just so painful, so painful. Such a, such a, such a, this illness is, is horrendous. And if anybody is suffering, if you're here, if you've got to Grace Sheeters Anonymous, this is, this is the only thing that has ever worked for me. And it continues to work. It is a wonderful, wonderful way of life. And this fellowship is, uh, I don't even have a vocabulary to describe the connection here that there are women in this program who have my back, that no matter what I'm going through, no matter how difficult things are without an anesthetic, because I used food as an anesthetic. I didn't know I did. I didn't know it had those numbing, same numbing effects as alcohol. But once the food went on the scale, I was left with the challenge of growing up and taking responsibility. Oh, God, that's the catch-22. You know, getting abstinent means I'm going to have to take responsibility, not only for my self-care, but for growing up and being present and being available to you, you know. I didn't realize what an intimacy um, anorexic I was. I didn't, I didn't know how difficult I found it to sort of financially manage my own affairs. I didn't know that I was a, you know, compulsive fantasy addict and love addict. I didn't know that I was, you know, I had uh, real difficulty with relationships and, uh, and my character. I had spent so many years from the youngest memory that I, I've got thinking about how much I hated my body and how much I hated the way I looked. I mean, you cannot curse a, a human being with a worse illness, I believe, than this. I mean, there are maiming illnesses. There are physical illnesses where people has suffer horrendously. But this is a hidden illness. I mean, it's hidden until it shows itself on the outside. And as I said, when I ingested sugar grains and starch, I became inflamed. People often say, what happens to you? You, What a shame you're allergic to sugar grains and starch. What happens to you? Do you need to have an EpiPen? My niece actually said to me the other day, she said, are you still allergic to sugar? I said, yes, she's 11. And she's seen me weigh and measure since she was a baby. And she she said, oh, she said, so do you need an EpiPen when you eat, if you eat sugar? And I said, no, I don't, but I swell up like a balloon and I, and I don't want to be on this planet anymore. And she, you know, and I'm careful sort of how I describe how this illness manifests because she's so impressionable at the moment. So, yeah, so I just do what we do. And it is the most 
the most spiritual act, the most, like I said, the most premium form of self-care that a compulsive eater, food addict of my type can, can, uh, can do. And you showed me, your example showed me. So I put food on my scale three times a day. And, and as a result of doing that and following the Grey Sheet Food Plan, I get this incredible freedom in between my meals, during my meals. I'm no longer obsessed about my body and my weight and how I look. Actually, how I look, I can still have moments of real vanity around that. And, and of course, I got here at 37 and I'm 54 now and, <laughs> and it's showing. And of course, I just pray through your example to be able to grow old gracefully and just accept myself as I am. And, and, as a, I, and I get to learn how to do that, like I said, through your example. And so that's the magic of Grey Sheep Connection. If you stay here and you stay amongst these fellows, you watch other women and men grow up watch how they take responsibility in their lives watch how they do that thing called character building watch how they practice tolerance and patience and compassion not only to others but to themselves it's the most attractive thing to watch a woman take care of themselves in this way and a man but you know I do hang out with women mostly in, in fellowship and I do love listening to the men I'm not you know I'm not anyway you know what I mean women's for women men for men but uh yeah so so many things I have in my life today only because I'm a Grey Sheet member of Grey Sheet is anonymous and I've stayed abstinent and and I'm as willing to go to any lengths to stay abstinent today as I was the day I got here and, uh, and you know, as a result, great. I owe everything in my life to GSA. It's given me the tools to get re-educated in abstinence, to learn how to have healthy relationships. Who knew <laughs> where I begin Five and minutes, end? Sharon. Thanks, Laura. Where I begin and end and where you begin and end. How to have a healthy romantic relationship, how to date someone. I mean, who knew? You guys taught me how to date that I didn't have to say yes to every every dinner or every dinner invitation. That that wasn't didn't have to constitute a date. In fact, if anything, if you're getting to know someone for the first time, the best way to get to know them is in company with others. And you don't have to be eating either. Who knew? <laughs> you told me we could do all sorts of things like dance and go and watch a show and go for a walk and just amazing what goes on here. And as a result of your teaching me how to weigh and measure without exception and how to turn up for life and how to ask for help and how to admit when I'm wrong. You know, I was able to get to know and and marry a significant other. And I've been married now. We've been together for 10 years. He's only ever known me as a, a woman who weighs and measures her food. And uh, we've been married um, just over six of those 10 years. What a miracle. I got married in abstinence. My sponsor weighed and measured my food at my wedding. Uh, gray sheeters were at my wedding. The, the, the buffet was completely gray sheet friendly. I mean, there was food and things that other people could eat, but that doesn't call to me at all. I'm not sitting around wishing I could have the whatever or the whatever. I was just grateful to be able to see other people enjoy what they enjoyed. It's not, you know, I'm kind of, it's, a, it's a miracle. I'm neutral around the foods we don't eat. And just to end, I shared about it this morning I'm, and I've reached out to some of you and you very, very, very kindly have gotten back to me with your experience, strength and, and hope. I just received, uh, Lee will smile. I've just received my uh, 
my little um, mechanical scale in the post today because I'm going on a ship in the next week. I'm going to be sailing from Southampton to Barbados. And so I got a wonderful little, a little mechanical scale. And you can set it. You just put it back to, you put it wherever you, put it back to zero, put something in here, set it back to zero, and you can keep putting little things in. And you can do this where the boat might be going up and down. <laughs> and I get to weigh and measure my food. Isn't that wonderful? Anyway, I've also been given tips on, I'll be taking digital ones and cups and spoons and whatever. And I've spent a bit of extra money to get maritime data. It's not cheap, but my abstinence is the most important thing in my life. And I've made the extra investment to do that. So I can check in with you guys. I can ask you if I need help. So it's a wonderful, wonderful way of life. And um, and I was able to get self, to learn how to be self-supporting here. You know, who knew? I could, uh, through your example, I learned how to become financially self-supporting. And that's extraordinary for a woman who came from where I came from. Without any without any teachers. You know, I grew up in a family that was completely chaotic and very, very unwell. And so, um, you know, better gets better. You'll hear that here. And keep keep doing this thing. This way of life really does keep on giving. Uh, it's, it's extraordinary. I have two careers today that I love. I love my jobs. I don't, I'm not... I'm not living to work, um, but I, you know, and I'm not really working for the money either. It just, yes, I, so I can pay my rent. I can pay my rent. We bought our property with cash. We're not debt. We don't have debt. We don't have a mortgage. We don't, we don't, we don't have credit card debt. We don't have overdrafts. I mean, it's an absolute miracle. And um, and I my I'm, I'm, my it's not about as I said it's not about the money. I'm probably earning in monetary terms less than I earned when I was in the madness in my twenties. But I'm but uh, we have everything we need, and I can be of service. I have sponsees coming and going in my home. We've started a little local meeting here in Brighton. There's four of us weighing and measuring in in Brighton at the moment, and you know. And I teach, I teach yoga, I support the local government, I, I do all sorts of supporting behavior change with vulnerable people with complex needs. It is a miracle. <laughs> and I'd lose it all if I was back in the food, because I'd be back in that obsessed, terrified, thanks, Laura, acknowledged that back in that obsessed, terrified, full of self-loathing, couldn't think of anything else other than how to control my food and now I've got freedom so so lovely to see you all I'm going to leave it there and I'll stay connected over the next three weeks while I'm on the seas <laughs>